Hey, this is Pastor David. Thanks for plugging in today. I believe that this word from God will encourage you, challenge you, and help direct you toward your destiny. A new commandment I give unto you, Jesus said, that you love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and understanding, and that you love your neighbor as yourself. Let's get right into the word. There's no one like our God, no one at all. Gave his son for us, Jesus the Lord. Who can love us like he does? No one at all. Oh, how we love you, Lord. Hey, everyone. It's Pastor Tanya here with Pastor David in the podcast studio. Don't forget about the fish. Oh, yeah. And the fish with no name. Yeah, freckle fish. Freckle fish. We got a fish with no name. <laughs> welcome, welcome. So we're here talking about a different breed. Right. Pastor Dave's message that he released this Sunday. Man, you guys, I'm I'm going to be chewing on this for a long time. If you haven't heard it, go back into the YouTubes and look it up. A different breed. It will knock your socks off. Yeah, we missed you, ladies. <laughs> so you must have heard it on the on the YouTubes, huh? I looked it up on YouTubes. I was I was probably the first listener. All right. Like that. <laughs> How was the sound? It was Choppy, but that's okay. I I got it. I got it. So let's get right into this. Being born again, it's so much more than just a heartfelt prayer at the altar. Like true, it may begin that way, but but something miraculous happens within the heart of an individual who really just submits themselves to the Lordship of Jesus. Yeah, I don't have any doubt that uh, a real genuine born again experience can happen at an altar in a traditional uh, what what you might think is a traditional way to be born again, where a pastor makes an altar call and people come up to, to the front and there may be other people who can pray for them or not. And they, they make their prayer. They say, this is the moment where I give my life to the Lord uh, and submit their lives to him and repent of their sins. I don't believe that isn't a genuine experience or, or expression, but it's it can't end there. And it's so much more right. than that than that small prayer. Yeah. We become a new person in that moment. We become brand new. The old you is gone and a new life begins. In the preceding episodes, we're going to talk about the real effects of the born again experience that you can expect. We're going to take a good look at the positive and the seemingly negative, which we believe will help to encourage and equip you for successful Christian living. It's really important that we take a a good, honest look at what it's like to live in Christ because we talk about all the benefits and all the wonderful things the Lord provides for us in in uh, his kingdom and in his family. And we don't often prepare people for the kind of blowback that they might receive in, in the world, which could be viewed as a negative. Now, I view it as a positive because I, I want to be so defined as a kingdom's kid that I'm totally uh, counter or contradictory to the world and the way the world lives and, and what the world expects of me. But somebody coming new into the kingdom, that might be alarming to them. They might not expect some of that negative blowback from the world. It's a real shift. And before we get into that, I want to use this time for Pastor David and I to share some facts about being born again. It's a, um, a prequel, if you will, that every believer has to learn to bolster up their faith. Yeah, these are some really important facts that Pastor Tanya and I will take you guys kind of back to some Bible school teaching that you need to understand that believers must understand about what it is to to be born again and walk out the born again experience Mm -hmm. 
So these were some of the things that I didn't really get to say uh, in the message. It would it would have really kind of taken another message to kind of get us there about what it is to be born again because we we do become a different breed. We do become different people, and there are some really simple. Uh, truths or, or facts or, or foundations, if you will, that apply to what it is to becoming born again. And the first one is that God is the one who causes people to become born again. It, it's the work of God alone, and we contribute nothing to it. It's very important to understand that we don't contribute in any way to our salvation. It is a free gift of God. It, it's, a, it's a mystery of God. Uh, it's by his grace and his love, and it, it comes by no effort or energy of ourselves. We can't do good enough. We can't enhance our salvation. We can't detract from our salvation. We can't earn our salvation. And I know that seems maybe for somebody who has been born again for a little while, that might seem a little remedial, but we must remind ourselves of this fact every time we consider what it is to be born again because our flesh wants to have a piece of it. I've heard so many people in discussion with others, like I saved you when it's like you led me to Christ, but you didn't save me. Right. And I think it's all um, semantics. I I think some of that is, is semantics. It's not wrong necessarily for you to say like, yeah, I, I brought you to Christ. I, you know, you didn't save me. God saved me. Right. Exactly. And if, if you pray for somebody and, and there's a miracle that happens, it is God who healed them. It's not, it's not right. you who healed them. And so some people will say that just out of kind of maybe um, poor choice in words, but the Bible is very clear that we don't contribute to our salvation. When we become born again, it's when God makes a person new spiritually right? and, and, God completely renews a person from from the inside out. He makes them to be born of the Spirit, and and that's when He gives us a, a spiritual life, a, a new life, a new life inside of us. Talking about the born-again experience, I heard an author put it this way. He said, it's the secret act of God in which He imparts new spiritual life to us. I really like that. Another fact that we need to understand is that being religious will not make you born again. And this is one of those things we really have to do well to fight against that religious spirit that tries to well up in, inside of us. Just look at Nicodemus in uh, the account in John 3. Nick was a really respected Pharisee. He had a genuine love for the Lord. He was a, a teacher. He was the guy that you'd want to speak at your convention he, he, was, he was the guy, and his life serves as an example, which shows us that being religious does not make you born again. Nothing that we do, nothing that you do will cause you to be born again, um, not by praying or reading or going to church or being with Christians or leadership in the church, being born into a Christian home or, or having good manners or do, not doing the things like not drinking beer or saying bad words, not even being a pastor or a priest or a bishop, only God can cause you to be born again. And only God makes you spiritually alive. The third fact about being born again is that you must be born again in order to enter God's kingdom. So I grew up in a place that, you know, everybody kind of felt like they were all just part of God's kingdom because they were alive. But just being alive doesn't make you 
part of God's kingdom. You have to be born again to be part of his kingdom. Yeah, Jesus categorically tells Nicodemus that he must be born again. And that's the only way that he can enter God's kingdom. Right, it's the only way. And when we're born again, we willingly submit ourselves to his rule. We we willingly submit ourselves to to his authority. And we we get to have the benefits of enjoying his kingship. It's good to be a king's kid. It's good to be a child of God and we get to enjoy that and and we get to actually enjoy his his rulership. Amen. It's good to be ruled by God. People think that uh, having a rule, having authority is is a bad thing, but we get to enjoy the the rulership of God and the benefits of salvation, such as forgiveness of sins and eternal life. I mean, those are just kind of the the low hanging fruit of, of what's good about salvation. But uh, that's pretty pretty good fruit, even though it hangs kind of low. The fourth thing about being born again that that we all need to understand is that being born again is the work of the Holy Spirit. So notice that in verse five, it says that uh, you must be born. Jesus says you must be born of water and of spirit. Now we typically like the introductory teaching about that passage is that water is the physical, like you must be born of water. You must have a physical birth and that the, you must be born in the spirit, which is a spiritual birth. And that is, that's correct theology. That's correct. But actually, as you read the Bible, as you become a, a, a better steward of the word of God, and you rightly divide the word of truth, you can understand that this has an even deeper meaning than even a physical birth versus a spiritual birth. In fact, in in Ezekiel 36, 25 through 27, he uses the water as an analogy being used to refer to the cleansing work of the Holy Spirit. And we have to couple that with some things that we know about baptism. Like we know that baptism does not cause us to be born again. Just because you're baptized doesn't mean that you're born again. Mm-hmm. Our baptism is an outward sign of an inward seal, something that that already changed on the inside. However, it's interesting that Jesus uses this type of verbiage. He says you must be born of water and spirit because we know through Ezekiel that the spirit will cleanse us like water. So he'll actually, that's part of his, his work, the cleansing of the Holy Spirit but that deep spiritual work, that rebirth, that regeneration of our spirit within inside of us is still a mystery. The, the Bible doesn't actually reveal the, the kind of one, two, threes about that. That part is still a mystery. But what isn't a mystery is that the Holy Spirit will cleanse us. So it's just another way to go a little bit deeper in your word. Yes, it's, it does mean uh, physical birth and spiritual birth. But it also indicates the, the cleansing power of the Holy Spirit as well. The next fact that we should realize is that being born again is a, a spiritual birth or a, a second birth. When we're born naturally, we're, we're born in sin. For us to be cleansed by Holy Spirit from our sins is to be made spiritually new. We must be born again, as Jesus says, or we're never going to enter the kingdom of God. Our first or our physical birth, it's not enough for us to enter the kingdom of God. It's our second. It's that spiritual birth that causes us to enter into the kingdom of God. So the next thing we need to understand is that we're born again through the word of God. The word of God may come to us by way of pastor or a friend or a mentor or a family member or even some type of media. Right. You could hear it anywhere. You, could, you, you might stumble into the word. Like the Bible says, if we seek, we'll find. 
So you could hear it from all, all sorts of places. But when we hear God's word, the Holy Spirit uses that to bring about new birth. Yes. He says, that's truth. That, I, and he'll, he'll tug at you mm. like, about, about that truth. And, and Holy Spirit uses that to open our hearts to make us spiritually alive. And that only happens through the word of God, which brings us to our next point, in that, and that is being born again is a free gift of God. Amen. God, because of his great love, who is rich in mercy, has made us alive with Christ. It's by his grace that we've been saved. To be made spiritually alive, it's by the grace of God. God, through his free grace, he granted us this new birth. He makes us alive, not because we deserve it or not because we did something to earn it. Yeah, many Christians treat grace in a cheap fashion Mm -hmm. because it was given to them for free. And it's important that we recognize that that grace comes to us free, but we shouldn't treat it cheaply. Right. We should respect the fact that it cost God everything, even though it came to us free. Mm-hmm. It cost God everything. It cost Jesus. It cost Jesus everything, but we get it for free, and so we should do our best to uh, love and respect the fact that it came to us free, but also recognize the truth that we shouldn't treat grace in a cheap fashion. And a fact that's not least of which is that being born again brings radical transformation. It brings about a new heart in us. It brings about a new spirit in us, a a new mind, uh, a recreated life from the inside out. And these were the points that I, I led with in the message, A Different Breed. Thank you, Pastor Dave. Hey, if you haven't listened to that message, get on the YouTube, follow the link, go listen to this message, A Different Breed. Pastor David, thank you. Absolutely great having you here, being able to talk with you and pick your brain about these things. Join us next time as we pick further and get a little deeper into this message. Thank you for your time. We'll see you soon. Thanks again for listening. Without your faithful support, we wouldn't be able to do the work that God has called us to. If you know someone who would be blessed by what you just heard, please pass this along. At Strong Towers, we believe that you are a unique expression of God's love and creativity, and we consider it an honor to be a part of your journey. There's no one